often help, air quotes, is just a poorly disguised way of us trying to control. Now I get it. You're like, all right, I'm done. I'm clicking off here. This is not why I'm listening to you. Like, I really want to know how I'm supposed to help. Give me a minute. Hear me out. Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. And if you heard a little bit of that clip in the beginning, I hope you're excited for this week's episode. It came from several conversations that was going on over the week, either with other friends, things I saw in Facebook groups, and actually a coaching session with a client. And it was this whole idea of what is wrong with my husband? Like, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to be a good, air quotes, help me. And he really doesn't want the help. So what am I supposed to do? So if you have ever wondered this or have friends who have wondered this, I want you to take a listen. Before we start the show, just wanted to remind you, there are several ways to work with me. So we have the Grace Fields Marriage Method. You guys know all about it. I have talked about it. But the Grace Fields Marriage Method is my signature marriage course. A lot of the feedback even that I've gotten about it is that there is so much meat in it. There is like so much good stuff in there that you really have to take some time to sit down, listen to it, kind of digest what's going on even journal through the things that we talk about in the course. The other thing is I do one-on-one coaching and that's where a lot of these topics came from. The, the In the one-on-one coaching, we can take either something that you've picked up in the course or something that you've picked up maybe from a podcast episode or something that you are struggling with in your own marriage and you're really looking for some practical ways, word choices, things like that to talk about in your own marriage, right? Because when I talk in the podcast, it's relatively general, but it's based on things that I've heard time and time again from friends or have experienced in my own life. But everybody's life is different, and so we really then can hone in and figure out what exactly is going on in your particular situation. So if you are, in fact, interested in one-on-one coaching, you can go ahead and send me an email, Beatrice at thegracefuelswife.com. I'll send you the coaching menu. We can chat about what that would look like for you. And if you were interested in the course, if you didn't want something one-on-one, maybe you want something a little bit more self-study, there's also the Grace Fueled Marriage Method, which you can find at Grace Fueled Marriage Method. .gr8.com. One of the things we actually found is that uh, people had the most benefit when they did the course, did a couple of lessons, and then had a one-on-one coaching session because at that point they were able to dive in, have some questions, really start to apply the material. And then once they started to apply the material in their own lives, get the one-on-one coaching to really hone in and customize that for themselves. And with that being said, now back to your regularly scheduled program. Let's jump into this week's episode. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. 
Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace-fueled wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the grace-fueled wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. Jumping right into this week's episode, we are talking about what happens when we're just trying to help, but our husbands don't really want the help. So what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to be a good help meet, air quotes, when our husbands are not interested in that help? Where he should go, what he should wear, what he should do for work, whether or not we should go on that family vacation, whether or not we should follow up on that investment, how many burgers should he be having or how many beers should he be having? I mean, really, we have all the answers. So why won't he just listen to us? I hope you're hearing the sarcasm, sarcasm in my voice here because really that's what we sound like when we say we're just trying to help often help air quotes is just a poorly disguised way of us trying to control now i get it you're like all right i'm done i'm clicking off here this is not why i'm listening to you like i really want to know how i'm supposed to help give me a minute hear me out have you considered that before long before you guys met your husband was taking care of himself he was dressing himself, he was managing his own money, he was managing his own friends, his family, his health, all those things, and he was just doing fine without you. Have you considered the fact that he didn't marry his mother for a reason? Have you considered the fact that he doesn't want to be parented? Honestly, when it comes down to it, if your husband was that jacked up in the beginning you wouldn't have married him you married him because he is a good guy he's smart he's capable he is a leader in many aspects of his life there are so many reasons why you married that good man of yours what i want you to think about is this a lot of times because we are strong strong-willed, smart, awesome rock star women that listen to this podcast. That's, that's who we are. Because those are the types of women we are, we just, we get things done. We don't wait around. We don't wait around for somebody else to do something. We don't wait around for somebody to be indecisive. And we certainly don't want to wait around and watch somebody else make what we feel are bad decisions. So I'm going to ask you a couple of quick questions here. Is it really true that every decision that you make is correct? Is it possible that your husband has the capability of making some good decisions on his own? Is it possible 
that if we allow him to make some of these decisions on his own, that even though those decisions may not necessarily be what we would have chosen, we could potentially be reaping the benefits of those decisions. Uh, just the other night in one of our coaching sessions, my client had realized as we were talking that, wow, wait a minute, my husband has done things that maybe I wouldn't necessarily have would have chosen, but I've gotten to reap the benefits from it. And it was a really impactful moment for her to realize. And for myself, uh, the example that I gave was I have this diamond necklace that I wear. And a few years ago, we were at a jeweler and I was having them kind of clean and, and reset my engagement rings. And my husband had noticed me kind of eyeing this necklace I had always wanted like a diamond solitaire necklace he had seen me eyeing eyeing it and he was like oh what do you think about that and I'm like oh you know it's kind of nice it's cool whatever I would have thought hey I'm a go-getter I'm a strong independent boss babe businesswoman on my own and I'll just buy it for myself one day so after he saw me eyeballing it, he was like, all right, let me just finish up here with the jeweler. You got, you know, you guys head to the car. He sent me out to the car with the kids. Well, let me tell you, he came back into the car and handed me a tiny little bag and said, happy Mother's Day. And in that box, in that bag was the diamond necklace that I had wanted. Now, I cried when he gave me that little gift that or not little big gift I cried when he gave it to me because I never really thought of myself as being worthy of such an expensive gift that somebody else would give me certainly something that I can buy on my own but just the idea that he would go out of his way to get it for me and figure out the finances on his own was like oh my goodness and now I'm sure he or he negotiated with the jeweler whatever it was but it was the idea that he went ahead and did that because he wanted to do something nice for me, because he wanted to provide for me, because he wanted to make me feel happy and special. And what I was trying to explain to my client was, what kind of blessing would I have missed out on if he would have been afraid to do that? If I really was always getting on his case, telling him how he should be spending our money this way or that way or whatever. It, I really would have missed out on this huge blessing. And she noticed that there's a, several blessings on her end that she would have been missing out on if we really did essentially get our way. And here's the other part of this. So if you're thinking, yes, I want to help him, but he doesn't want the help, I'm going to ask you, why do you think he doesn't want the help? Is it because he feels like he can do it himself? I've got this, babe. I want a little bit of autonomy, almost like a child. When you watch a child trying to maybe tie their shoes or, you know, do something and you know you could do it faster on your own or you feel like, you know, you're going to do it better. Are you really helping that child, the toddler who's like, no, I want to do it myself. I got this. Like... Or do you want to empower them to go ahead and do it themselves, to say, you got this, you can, you can do it yourself. So think about, and maybe it's part of our natural inclination to say, I, you know, I just want to make this happen. 
Another thing that happens is we think in our effort to help, but also stay quiet, we do things like maybe make uh, faces or noises or gestures. Like if he talks about uh, doing something maybe we don't agree with, we might say some, we might uh, do something like, hmm, mm-hmm, okay, well, if you say so. All right, I don't know about that idea, babe, but if you say so, kind of, is that helping? Have you done that? I'm sure so many of you have done that. So many of us have done that in a way, you know, it's also our way of, well, I didn't say anything. I didn't tell him that he could or shouldn't do that thing, but you made your displeasure very well known. Here's the other question I get. Well, what if his choices are really affecting us? What if he's going to make a choice that is not the right decision and it's really affecting us? Maybe it's to do something that's what you feel financially irresponsible. To this I say, what faith have you? Because if God called us, right? If God called us to kind of come under our husband's leadership at home and we can't trust God that he's going to take care of us. You know, it's not like your husband is asking you to sin. If he was, like if that was, you know, that would be different. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the normal, everyday, day-to-day things that happen in a household that maybe the husband and wife don't agree on. Maybe the husband wants to do something. For instance, I could have been upset with my husband for buying me the necklace because it was, in my opinion, financially irresponsible. But what good would that have done in our marriage? It would have ruined the intimacy. It would have ruined his attempts or his, you know, what he did to try to make me feel loved and special. So what you need to understand is that, or what I am trying to express to you here is that in doing that, we're showing a lack of faith in God. We're showing God that we don't trust him to take care of us and our family and our children by saying, okay, you got this, like, no problem, babe. If you want to go ahead and make that decision, buy that thing, go on that trip, do whatever. I trust you because I trust that God is going to take care of us. Now, I'm not talking about being reckless and, you know, you know, maybe your husband has a pattern of reckless spending or reckless uh, investments, things like that. I mean, that might be a little bit different. But again, we're talking about the everyday stuff, that there is a line between telling your husband what you think he should spend the money on and understanding that God has your back. One of the verses that helped me on this and understanding completely that this verse has in the past been abused, but For me personally, uh, the verse in 1 Peter 3, 1 that says, In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. This verse just helped me so many times. So many times I wanted to say something or, you know, insert my opinion or usually not in a nice way, not in a graceful way. This really helped me to kind of sit back and be quiet and allow God really to do the work and allow God to do the fighting for me. 
Another one that I love in Ephesians 4 verse 3 is always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Which was the other thing. I never had grace for his faults. So when he did make, in my opinion, a bad decision on something, I would just be so upset about it. So the answer to how do I help my husband or how do I be a help meet to my husband if he doesn't want the help is to understand if he doesn't want the help, then you're not being a help meet at all. Let him make the decision on his own and wait for him to ask your opinion. I mean, a good man will check in with you if the decision is really important. So He's not going to up and move the family across the country without speaking to you. He's not going to go ahead and sell all your possessions and sign you up for a missions trip in some wherever country without speaking to you about it. A good man is really going to consult you about the decisions that really matter, about the decisions that he really wants to know your opinion that are really going to be a dialogue. In other times, he's just checking in to make sure, but he has his idea already set. In which case, I usually say, what do you think? I trust your opinion. Because quite frankly, I can give my opinion anyway, and he's just going to do what he wants to do anyway because he thinks that his way is better. And we've learned in my household that even though I can handle myself perfectly fine, just on my own, my husband does a very good job of doing that as well. So even though the decisions that he makes may not have been the decisions that I make, it usually turns out just fine in the end. And we avoid the argument, the back and forth, the this, the that, of me disagreeing if it's really not worth the disagreement. And I'll ask him, do you really want to know my opinion? Or you're just like, are you checking in? Do you really want to know my opinion? Because for the most part, I trust your judgment. In fact, a lot of times I have to say, babe, I really don't care. I trust your judgment. I mean, there'll be times where he'll say things like, what do you want for dinner tonight? <laughs> and I have a preference. And if I do, I state my preference. But in most cases, I trust his judgment. It doesn't really matter to me if he says on a Saturday, hey, what do you want to do today? Or what do we want to do with the family this weekend? A lot of times I don't really have a preference. I'm like, you know what? You pick. I'm fine to just go wherever. And then the times that I do, I might tell him. But the idea is to why bother? Why bother if he's just going to pick his own thing anyway? That will probably just turn out fine. Try this. Why don't you try this? That's going to be your homework for this week. If you are willing to accept it, try it. See what happens if you stop trying to air quotes, help him and see what changes if we empower him actually to just be a grown man. I mean, which is, I think, a whole other topic for a whole other episode. But a lot of times we get upset. You know, we say our husbands aren't being leaders or are lacking in their leadership. But then again, we strip him, strip them of that power by really second guessing every single thing that they do. So again, a whole other topic. But let me know your thoughts. Reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts. How do you think uh, this will work for you? And if you've tried it, 
over the past week or couple of weeks, let us talk about how this works and how do you think you can make it better. Until then, love you guys. Hey love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.